0: This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins the national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials.
1: Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown!
2: Aaron Torres standing by. Uh, news broke earlier this morning. Uh, that uh, the ACC is bringing in Cal, Stanford, and SMU. Apparently all the school... Well, not all the school presidents. Enough of them have... uh Have uh, decided to bring him in for uh, one reason or another. Money, numbers, I think, are the reason behind this. (laughs) Aaron Torres, uh, I've been talking to you in college sports now for, I think it's been eight years, nine years, something like that. Within the last year, uh, where you live out in Southern California, you now have Big Ten schools all around you, and ACC schools to the north, and man... Things are just a little bit different than when we ever started talking to each other about college sports, and that wasn't too long ago. Yeah,
3: I went to bed last night in Big Ten country coming off that Nebraska-Minnesota game, and I woke up in ACC country today, baby. That's right. I, um, you know, listen, it's so funny. Even for me, I'll tell you, like, being a UConn alum, You know, um, like six weeks ago, it was like the idea that UConn would want to join the Big East, or the Big 12, excuse me, to protect the conference and to do it strictly because of money, that was like, oh my goodness, how could UConn ever dream of such a thing? And then now, you know, six, eight weeks later, it's like college sports has turned on its head. So, you know, listen, it's, I don't even know what to say, guys, that isn't a super cliche, obvious take, but... It's disappointing. It's sad. Um, you know, it's, it's so far removed from everything that it was ever intended to be. Um, and it's a bummer. And, and, and lastly, and then I'll throw it back to you because we got, I know we got a lot of stuff to talk about. But, you know, I, I go back to what Chip Kelly said the day after Oregon and Washington left the, the Big Ten, or for the Big Ten. And he said, you know, guys, he said, Notre Dame is independent in football. And all of their other sports are in the ACC, a conference that geographically makes sense for them. Why can't everybody just be independent in football, kind of construct it however we want? And then let's just let everybody else play in leagues that make sense because it's just, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's absurd. Um, it certainly, I don't think strengthens the ACC in any way. You know, Cal, which is athletically, you know, their athletic department is in financial ruins is now taking a percentage just to, just to remain quote unquote power five. So it's bizarre, it's weird, it's sad.
2: It's the new reality of college sports. It really is, you know. And uh, Matt and I had a problem last night with trying to watch the Florida Utah game because the restaurant we're oh. at had ESPN Deportes, not main ESPN. Oh. <laughs> AT had a whole other situation. Apparently, the Spectrum cable company cut ESPN across their whole network wow. right at kickoff. Wow. Like, they knew exactly what they were doing. So, how did you get, because Spectrum is your cable company out there in LA, how did you, how did you watch this game?
3: So yeah, no, I. Um, so yeah, I'm one of those old school guys that I still pay for table, uh, and it's really for sports. It's because when I want to watch three, four, five games at a time, I don't like multiple, multiple screens, and I don't like flipping and moving out of apps and this and that. So anyway, yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting because um, the games all start, and you know, I have Fowler and Herb Street for the pregame, and then all of a sudden the screen goes black, and I just assume it's something wrong with my TV, whatever. And then I go on Twitter, and I start to see it. And then within probably 10 minutes, there's a message from Spectrum on ESPN basically saying, you know, like, we're in the middle of negotiations with Disney. We're doing this to protect you, blah, 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 blah. And I just know a lot of people are furious, guys. I was furious. You know, I I called and tried to be calm. The lady on the other end probably had already dealt with a lot of calls, and I tried to politely explain to her. I'm like, just tell your bosses and your bosses' bosses, Sports fans don't really care. They just want ESPN. And I think the ironic part about it is even if you don't have cable now, you had cable at some point. And we all kind of understand the cable bundle is kind of a ripoff, right? You pay for a bunch of channels you don't want. So I tried to tell her, I'm like, sports fans don't care about paying an extra $3 for ESPN when we got to pay, you know, $200 for a bunch of channels that we don't want. Uh, She did not take that message too kindly. We shared some words after that, uh, and then uh, we all hung up. But uh, that was how I found out. And then, you know, like everybody else, uh, you know, I found a way where there's a will, there's a way. I mean, they teach you that in sports. I'm not really uh, at liberty to divulge my secrets, but let's just say I did find a way to watch that abomination of a game that was florida Utah.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Is Florida that bad this year? Is Utah an actual title contender? Could could Utah be in the in the in the Final Four this year?
3: Utah's good, um, but Florida's bad. And listen, what I would say is I think two things can be true. Is I remember even dating back to last year, texting buddies of mine that are Florida fans, graduated from Florida. I thought last year was the least talented Florida team that I had ever seen in my life. Like, you just looked at them. They were slow. They were unathletic, whatever. Well, off of last year's team, they lost four starting offensive linemen, obviously the number three pick in the draft, Anthony Richardson. Um, And I think it was their top four tacklers. off. And so you go through the list, man. Oh, by the way, you know, for fun, I looked it up this week because this is how my brain works. The Athletic put out a list of the top 100 transfers in college football this year and Florida didn't have a single guy on it. So you weren't good last year. You lost most of your best players, and you didn't bring in any good players. And so, you know, I, I think my reaction, Matt, is I think some of this is on the previous staff. Um, there's just not a lot of talent in that locker room right now. But also, Bill and Apier have had, you know, really, if you think about it, what, four transfer portal cycles, if you include both winter both spring cycles, and really hasn't done very much to upgrade the talent there himself. You know, you look at what Hugh Freeze did just in in the last six, seven, eight months at Auburn, I would argue, you know, I I don't know, brought in significantly. Like, I think Auburn will be better in year one under Hugh Freeze did Billy Napier in year two. I think he did more in the portal in six months than Billy Napier's done in 18. So, I think Ford is that bad. I don't want to dismiss what Utah did, but I think it is worth noting. Utah didn't, not Utah didn't only not have their starting quarterback. They had a, uh, an all-conference tight end that wasn't playing. Their best defensive lineman wasn't playing. And their best linebacker got hurt on like the first series of the game, and Florida still got their butts kicked. So I-, I just sit there and say I, I think it's going to be a long year for Florida, and I think Julian Napier next year, you know, I, I don't want to start speculating too far ahead, but I don't think it's going to be any better this year. They went 6-7 and seven last year, and I think he's going to have a lot of pressure this offseason.
2: Aaron, I think... I've 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 sort of come to a conclusion on my expectations for the Razorback football team for this for this season. Sure. I was going to wait until the, the the day before the season, um, and 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 I think this is going to be a good football team. And I think locally, that's the that's the thought. Maybe maybe optimism is a reason why, right?
4: Well, we got one. of Aaron brings that up. One of our starting linemen's from Florida, right? Like they, they came over here and playing playing for us, and and I think that I think our offensive line will start to gel and, and kind of like what, what Aaron saying too you kind of got to wait about three weeks four games to kind of really tell it tell on these teams
2: i think that the team is going to be better than before just on paper but there i think that you could probably say the same thing about a lot of teams on on the razorback schedule this year you know you you pay attention to this team i think a little more so than a lot of the other national media what are you what are you thinking the day before the season starts
3: well, I think, you know, a couple of things stand out. Obviously, you know, last year from a win-loss perspective, uh, you know, it, it, it went down a little bit. But obviously, K.J. Jefferson got banged up right in the middle of the year. And so, I think when you look at the SEC, um, and, I, and I think any level of football, if you trust the quarterback, that's a great starting point. And so, I look at, at, at you know, the schedule and Auburn first-year transfer quarterback, old Miss, I know Jackson Dart, I guess, is the guy, but Lane Kiffin brought in two transfers this offseason, so clearly if he had, like, implicit trust in Jackson Dart, then he wouldn't have been so aggressive in the portal. Um, You know, Florida, obviously, I know, is a cross-division game this year, speaks for itself, so I I think for me, it starts with just having back K.J. Jefferson, having back Rocket Sanders, like, we know how good the run game has been since Sam Pittman took over. And, again, you have that quarterback that you trust. Now, I know you guys are probably at the spring game or practices or whatever. You guys know more about all the transfer wide receivers than I do, but obviously you look on paper a bunch of big kind of physical guys that kind of fit in the mold of what Sam Pittman's done in the past. So, you know, I'm I'm intrigued. Let let me just put it that way. I'm very intrigued, and I'm kind of with you. I think because there wasn't – that splashy, you know, super big name in the portal, like a quarterback or whatever. Like, it just feels like Arkansas has kind of been under the radar, right? Auburn has been in the news every week because of some of their stuff. Uh, you know, just because of their transfer, you know, aggressiveness. Um, Alabama hasn't figured out a quarterback, so we're talking about them. LSU, there's a lot of hype, so we're talking about them. And it just feels like Arkansas is just kind of lying in the weeds. And I think this time of year, and it's a it's cliche, but like you said, we've been talking college sports for a long time. Sometimes when you're not being talked about at all this time of year, it's a good thing. And I think for the Razorbacks, it probably is a good thing heading into 2023.
4: Yeah, we'll, we'll see how they, they hit on their portal, guys. I'm excited to, to get to watch them play, too. Hey, Aaron, speaking of LSU, this LSU-Florida State game, uh, who, who do you see coming out on top the, in this one?
3: Yeah, this is my kind of bold take for this weekend. I think Florida State actually wins pretty convincingly. And it's not that I think LSU is bad. I, I, I'm a, I've am a, always been a big Brian Kelly guy. I've said it a million times. But I was at UConn when he was in Cincinnati, and so I've kind of followed his career for like 15 years now. Um, but but to, to make a long story short, I just think it's a bad matchup for them. I mean, you know, listen, late in the year, LSU couldn't stop anybody on the ground. Arkansas usually could have beaten them. A&M kicked their butt at the end of the season. And then, obviously, you play Georgia in the SEC championship game. That's a little bit different. But they couldn't stop anybody on the ground. Florida State had the best rushing attack in the ACC. And then with Florida State, their receivers are big. Like We were just talking about the Arkansas receivers. But Florida State's leading receivers, like 6'7", or something like that. Um, they, they got a transfer from Michigan State that 6'4", led them in catches last year. They got a freshman that 6'3", 6'4" and so I look at that game and you know in some ways I hope I'm lost I hope it's a fun game by the way I hope I get to watch it let's start there I hope I get to I hope I have cable by then um, but if I do get to watch it uh, I, hope it's a, I hope it's the game that we all think it's going to be but I do think the matchups kind of favor Florida State in this one and uh, so yeah that's, that's kind of my full prediction is I think Florida State wins pretty convincingly I don't think it's an indictment that LSU is overrated or not good like I said I just think it's it's
2: a bad matchup for them. So l- let's close on on the idea that this, you know, th- this is the start of the last college football season, as we yes. know. It. You know, we've had some. There, there've been some pretty major changes over the history of college football, but you know, I just whatever iteration this sport turns into, and it might be short term. You know, what it, what if Division One football leg like, breaks away somehow? But whatever it's going to be for the next five, six years, maybe sixteen years, twenty years, who knows? It starts next year, so we'll we'll enjoy the Big Ten as it is now. We'll enjoy the actual Pac-12 still breathing for one year? more year. Like it starts, it ends this year.
3: Well, and Phil, I, I think you can even go back to the game we just talked about. I've been saying this for weeks. I mean, you know, the Florida State LSU game is kind of that last week one game where it's like, okay, like it's time for death. You know I mean? Go back to that Florida Gators documentary we were talking about, and it's so jarring to see, hey, Tim Tebow lost the game in September and they think the season's over. Well, that's what's at stake right now in this 14-playoff era is Florida State LSU, whoever loses that game – They'll be able to still make the playoff, but their backs will be against the wall essentially all season long, Uh, and that's not going to be the case next year. Like, like, we'll still watch it, and I think that's the misconception. When people kind of push back on an expanded playoff or whatever, people think, oh, we're not going to watch. No, we'll still watch it, but LSU or Florida State is going to lose, and if this was 2024— You get, you know, you're bummed out, but you move on to the next week and you can lose another game and you can probably still make the playoff at nine and three if you're LSU. So I think that's the part of it that's at stake, too. One is kind of the conferences as we know them. And then two, this 12-team playoff era, and I'm sure we've talked about it over the course of summer, guys. I just think it's going to fundamentally alter how we consume and how we talk about college football going forward. I mean, we're not going to be talking about who's your four-team play. Nobody's going to be talking about who's my 12. 12- Nobody's going to come on your show next week, next year, guys, and say, hey, I'm going to give you my 12-team playoff. This is my 12-team playoff prediction. That's not going to exist. So it's just going to be a totally different sport. Um, and we'll still watch, but I do think we're going to lose a little bit, a lot of it, of what made college football college football. And so to your point, Phil, I'm going to enjoy every minute of it, and then obviously we're going to have to get ready for the new world uh, a year from now.
5: Are you feeling the heat this summer with soaring electric bills? Upgrade your AC system with Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric this August and experience the ultimate comfort in your home. This month, receive up to $500 off on attic insulation when you upgrade your AC. That's right, proper attic insulation can significantly reduce your energy bills, keeping your home cooler and more efficient. Worried about the cost? We've got you covered. With approved credit, enjoy payments as low as $99 a month. Picture this. Lower energy bills can help you cover the cost of your new system. Now that's a win-win situation. So don't wait. Call Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric now and save with a new AC system and insulation this August. Say goodbye to high electric bills and hello to ultimate comfort. Visit gopascal.com now and schedule your free estimate. With approved credit, exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Professional people, professional service, Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric.
6: Prize picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Price Picks is a skill-based, real-money daily fantasy sports game. How does it work? Well, you pick two to six players, and if they will go for more or less than their Price Picks projection. Price Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Find out all about it at PricePicks.com HTL and use code HTL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepickscom slash HTL and use the code HTL for that first deposit match of up to $100. Must be present in certain states. Visit Prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. Prizepicks.com: daily fantasy sports made easy.
1: Though.
2: Games we got later tonight. You got kind of a smaller uh, schedule for a Friday night, and there is high school football. Keep in mind, of course, uh, and we we'll have Nate Olson on in just a moment to talk about that. Uh, any interesting games going on this evening? Because you really get your main smorgasbord going tomorrow. My uh, page would just load up properly here. I'd be able to uh, remember what we got going on. Um, Of course, we got a 12 o'clock kick tomorrow. We are now within a day, fully within a day, Matt. The countdown is now... it's not at zero necessarily because you get twenty three hours. Well, usually the kickoff is two minutes after the hour, so I guess we're right at twenty four hours right now because it's two minutes after twelve. I uh,
4: I'll be interested in you know you got Central Michigan, Michigan State. That's you know Michigan State. You always kind of wonder how they're going to be this year. They're usually pretty good on defense. Uh, do they have some playmakers on the outside? They're they're usually tough physical to so to see them. And then the U. What's uh, M- Miami of Ohio, uh, a big, big Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, I know I just messed up his last name, Roethlisberger, Yeah. Roethlisberger. But uh, he's, a, he, you know, Miami, Ohio grad, and, and they're pl- taking on the Miami Hurricanes to see, uh, you know, how good is this this state of Florida football? You know, Florida's ridiculous. I mean, they're not very good this year. Is Florida State going to be the team? Uh, is Miami going to be all right this year? You know, so do it's the be name, interesting.
2: Do you see the name that that game is being referred to as? Miami versus Miami is being called. Called the Confusion Bowl. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Now, if only you could have twins on both sides of, on both sides of the ball, it would be even more confusing. Um, TCU, hey, Colorado opens up under Dion. His first game as a as a major FBS coach.
4: That's going to be the first game on tomorrow. That's a eleven o'clock Fox kickoff. Um, that, yeah, it's going to going to be interesting to see if, if they're physical, if they're tough. Uh, kind of a real real similar situation that Coach Sam. Pitt walked into at arkansas where they they just were not that good last year i looked at their last game against utah last year uh it was 42 to nothing at halftime so oh. they're they they're, yeah you're getting blanked and utah's a good team but there you go they're showing the they're showing the
2: utah game now well yeah. oh good good remember the first play first play of the first game play touchdown from the backup quarterback. That's 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 wild.
4: Uh, you know, Florida. It's uh, it's. Are they the Texas A&M this year? Are they the team? Or was there well, really not any any expectations? That's the difference. There? Yeah,
2: the difference. in order to miss expectations, there have to be expectations. That's that's true. Aggies have that kind of expectation this year. They got don't nineteen returning starters. Mm-hmm. You know, A&M does, and and you're
4: getting one of the best offensive minds uh, there. You you got a great receiver. What Bill King say? They had the number two receiver in the country, uh, and then you then you also have. Uh, Moose uh, Mohammed's son
2: that uh, you know has that lineage, has that bloodline. He he knows a little bit about playing receiver. I got you gotta hear this soundbite. I don't know what reporter asked this question. Deion Sanders opening up against TCU on the road, and apparently the reporter asked him if they were ready for the big time.
0: This this ain't it. I know it may seem like it, but it's not about me. And you're talking about a big stage. I think I played in the Super Bowl and the World Series. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm straight. This is about the kids, man. I want them to uh, go out there and maximize the moment and take advantage of the exposure and the light that they have and I feel like they will 100%.
2: I didn't I, I you probably didn't you didn't get the question in that soundbite but obviously The the reporter didn't ask if you're ready for the big stage, or maybe he or she did. I don't know. (laughs) Hey, by the way, I played in a Super Bowl and a World Series, and I think I'm all right. Yeah, Google me, Uh, (laughs) Dion Sanders. Man, if you're a
4: youngster right now, would you not love to go play for him? Like wherever Dion's going to go. But I think there's there's, how. how, Like, is he going to be a head coach at Georgia? Is he going to be a head coach at Florida State? Like, do you see his in the next four or five years? Like, I I would want to go
2: play for him. Is what I'm saying. I, I think. It's a double-edged sword because he's shown already that he's ready to drop whomever on a team if they aren't any good, you know, based upon what happened last year. Not a matter of development. Like that's how the, that's that's just how it goes. Uh,
4: you, you look at Coach Musselman and this basketball team. We lost a guy named Darian Ford who I think can play. And and it's, if the if the if the world was a little bit different, then he would be an Arkansas Razorback and you would see the maturation process and you would see him start to contribute and see him develop.
2: But now he goes somewhere. Else. I don't know. I mean, they, they. I think they recruited fairly well uh, as far as the, the incoming freshman class. But, man, I mean, there's there, that's a fine line to try to walk. You're like, well, all right, we have this set of freshmen over here, and we'll develop them. And then here are the guys that were playing somewhere else. Yeah, you're going to develop them too, but they're coming in somewhat developed or maybe underdeveloped, and that's why they transferred in to your program. It's or maybe a- in this case it's like they saw – some wide-open playing time. There, there's definitely some playing time and some opportunity out
4: there, uh, and, and I know it's, it's the last day for us for talking season before we get to get our eyes uh, on this team and, and see them in action. And I, I'm kind of excited to, to learn their names, learn their numbers, learn there's a lot of new faces out there, and it'd be the first time
2: getting your eyes on them. Well, I think Billy Napier and the Florida special teams, Coach, have some uh, names and numbers to learn, to or relearn. I mean, I, th-
4: that's that's the question. Is Florida that bad, or is Utah that good? Uh, the, the Pac-12 doesn't play a lot of defense. Utah can play some real serious defense. They'll hit you, they'll get after you. How, how healthy are they going to be on offense? Uh, Florida, they're, they're like Texas, Phil. When, whenever Texas is bad, I just i am shocked. Whenever the Florida Gators are bad, there's so much speed, there's so much talent in your backyard right there. You can just recruit
2: Florida kids only and win a national title. Billy Napier is giving off Ron Zook vibes over Ooh, there. Ooh, Zookie, Zookie. It didn't go very well for Zook. He was there's an just Illinois no guy mojo. To,
4: to Florida. Yeah. There's no
2: mojo there. And it's, I mean, that's a really general way to put it, but there's just no excitement around that program. There wasn't any in that game yesterday either. They just didn't look like they were ready to go.
4: What Aaron, what Aaron said was shocking. I would have lost if that would have been a bet, if, if whatever when he said that out of the top 100 portal guys, Florida got zero of them. That should tell you something right there.
2: Hunter and Winslow texted in. He thinks that uh, Coach Prime would turn Florida around really quickly. Doesn't seem like Dion wants to have much to do with Florida State these days. Well, Go ahead, take the. By the way, $31 million buyout for Billy Napier. He's not
4: going anywhere this year. Let's let's see what Dion does. You know, he, he can build. Let's see what he does there and uh, his opportunity. It's, it's going to start fast and he's going to have to put up a lot of points, I think, to beat Kendall Briles and TCU. I, I, I'd I see TCU put up 40 points in this first
2: game. Chandler Morris back. Chad's son, you know, I mean? he started last year for him, got hurt. Max Dugan took over, and, you know, the rest is history. They went to the Natty. Chandler Morris back What's the over under over-under you
4: think TCU wins this year? Do you think they revert back and, and win about seven, eight games, or are they going to win 10 games again this I year?
2: I don't know what their schedule looks like. I got you. I got you. Not too sure. Uh, let's go to Charlie. What's up, Charlie, on the McCarty Daniel Hotline? How are you?
7: I'm great. I'll give TCU 10,
2: Matt. You got a 10.
7: All right. Guy. I'm going to give them 10 only because of the conference. No offense to it. It's just not. I don't care. I, mean, I just think that when it comes down to it, TCU has kind of separated themselves from what we – them and Oklahoma State – is. Oklahoma State, was they like the second best team in that league last year? Oklahoma manage.
4: State last year they started strong and then I think they had some injuries and they had they had a couple people got hurt in the middle of the season and then they finished strong if I, if I believe.
7: Okay, well I tell you what, watching Florida last night, you know that's one of those games where you go, I don't care who you have at quarterback if you're offensive if you're going to get your butt kicked at the line of scrimmage like that, you ain't winning. They got they just got their butt physically whipped. Uh, I looked at the stat line uh florida cannot run the football and they could not protect the quarterback and then obviously the other way around well, you also had an
2: interception go right through defensive backs hands you had the uh, yeah, two guys I wearing mean, the same uniform number you know they i mean there uh there's a lot going on there there is a lot right. going on there in florida there's a lot to fix and they,
7: they, absolutely but you're right about the whole bio thing on him uh because You know, Florida fans may call for his head, but you gonna pay him thirty-one. I mean, he ain't tripping about it. You gonna pay him thirty-one million to 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 go home? I mean. That's an insane buyout. They fall so. apart
2: if this if it turns into a, if it turns into a free fall in the, in this season they'll cut they'll cut them loose they'll they'll, they'll find the money to pay them. I, you got to think Florida finds a way to win a couple
4: games and they're going to get better. Uh, that's why you try that first game of the year. You, they're going to make a lot of improvement in there. But if they go zero and eight in the SEC, yeah, they'll fire that dude. Sure, yeah. sure,
2: yeah, yeah. It's not a Jimbo Fisher buyout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's that's a lot too.
7: Oh, anyway. Uh, let me get up off of here. Excited about tomorrow. What other games, though, guys? Are you guys kind of excited and seeing? I, you know, I don't know of a bunch of. Top, i didn't really looked at the schedule, top twenty-five matchups, that I'm kind of looking at, and I'm going, yeah, I want to see it. LSU and Florida State. I want to see, but see what happens there. But you know, and I wouldn't be surprised if Florida State, you know, found a way to win that game. I'm, I'm, I'm not counting them out. So, anyways, y'all have a good one. <laughs>
2: Good to hear from you, Charlie. Uh, North Carolina, South Carolina is a good game. I'm kind of interested in getting my eyes on Penn State. I don't know how good West Virginia is going to be this year. Oregon State, the team that's being relegated and very well made. I mean, they should contend in the Pac-12. they got San Jose State on Sunday. And since the NFL does not start until next Thursday, actually have some Sunday college football. And then uh, Clemson and Duke, Monday night. I don't know how good of a game that'll be.
4: You, get, you get Brighton and Hove ballion versus Newcastle in the Premier see? League Saturday at 11.30. I'll be looking forward to that one. See, yeah, you're going to have to do the split screen. I'll watch the first 30 minutes, and then I'll, I'll flip over to the Hogs. Talking some high school
2: football with Nate Olson next on Halftime. They have everything you need this summer at Eastside Liquor, such as Evan Williams flavored whiskey, soda jerk root beer or orange cream shots, Appalachian sipping cream liqueur, and more. A new law in Arkansas now allows the sale of single 50-milliliter bottles as well. Eastside Liquor, located at 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith. Stop in or swing by the drive-thru and see Dave and his team today. Let's talk with Nate Olson from Scorebook Live. Nate, I did, we, we basically did an hour and 18 minutes so far of college football, so now we can go into high school for uh, for this segment. Yeah. Um, how you doing, man? How, how did you enjoy getting back into it week one?
0: Well, I enjoyed it a lot, and I, I was able to I actually went to a volleyball game on Friday night. Uh, we we cover a lot of volleyball in uh, – Benton and Bryant were playing in that game. Benton, really, very good uh, team. I went to the Salt bowl Saturday. That was really great. Uh, hot, but then a weather delay. And, um, you know, Braylon Russell, who I, I uh, mentioned last week, I think was running back, but if I didn't, I should have. But very good running back and was injured in that game. 7-6 at halftime, and he kept them in it. And then a uh, high ankle sprain, couldn't play the second half. And Bryant runs away with it. But I, I really would have liked to have seen what happened if Russell was in there. For the Razorback fans, uh, some of you have seen him. If you have a chance to see him, and, and he's and he's healthy, hopefully you he will be, you, you need to check him out. I, I saw him play last year, but he was 65% with his foot. He had a turf toe and then an upper foot injury top of the foot never was healthy and he looks really good if they can get him healthy keep him healthy uh he's going to be a major factor and i think arkansas fans uh should be excited about him he, he really brought a different dimension to that game so i enjoyed being there obviously being in bryant i, I like being there and seeing all the all of the i got friends on both sides so it's uh it's always a fun night and Ben is still a good football team. They've got they've got a good chance at six a every year. You know, it seems like they've gotten beat.
4: They come back and do well during the season. You had that uh, that Northside Southside game week one. Uh, how, how did that go? Because you got the matchup this week uh, with Greenwood Northside. Uh, that should be a battle, huh? Yeah,
0: and, and just to visit, and we'll talk a little bit about Southside too, maybe, but that was sometimes you ask me what the surprises are and I was ready for that one. If you did ask me, Matt, uh, last week's Southside winning was a bit of a surprise for me. Although I do feel like I had them marked down as a team that could be a surprise this year, make a little noise in the West. I think there's a little wiggle room in that third or fourth spot. And maybe coach Dameron has a team with some talent on it that, uh, and his system, um, that they can make a little noise, so they won, beat your alma mater for the first time in eight years, snapped seven-game winning streaks or losing streak. and uh, you know, then Northside, you know, on the other side of that tonight, uh, they're trying to avenge a tough loss last year. Greenwood, Payne Archer, you know, when, when it's all said and done, he's probably going to be one of the better quarterbacks to come out of here. And one of the moments that I'm going to remember most is as a true, as a, I'm going to say true freshman, as a freshman. He comes in the ball game uh, for an injured heart Houston, and they're down. He leads them back on a you know a comeback on an onside kick in a hail mary, and they win the game. Incredible stuff for a 14 year old kid. Uh, he's a year older. He is very good. He started last week, led them to a win against Stillwater, and he's looking for another one uh, tonight. And Northside didn't play bad in the Southside game, but I know they. You know, they really hated to lose that one, and they've got to come back tonight because Greenwood is really good playing at home. Northside is. Uh, McLean Moody, great performance. We talked about it. He's your stature, 6'6", 210, a good baseball player, 343 yards and four touchdowns last week, and Cameron Massey, 143 yards and two TDs receiving. So they've got a good passing game. They've got some good athletes. Um, you know the non-conference is what it is. You don't have to win if you're not trying to get three or four three wins to get to a bowl or anything. It's the the uh, regular season is what's going to get you to the playoffs. But I don't think Northside wants to start 0-2, and so this is a big game for them. Greenwood always gets up for playing the bigger schools and playing, and now it's kind of old hat for them. But it, this this is a this is going to be a rivalry game, and I, I expect a really good atmosphere and a good ball game tonight.
2: Speaking of rivalries, Harrison's going to Mountain Home, man. Goblins and Bombers, that's all with that. I, we, we were up there, I think, last yeah. year uh, when, uh, for the day before that game and you could tell who was, who was who. We were in Mountain Home, so we saw a lot more blue. What do you think's going to yeah. go on in Mountain Home?
0: Well, I learned something new. You know, that, That's the second-longest rivalry in Arkansas next to Springdale and Fayetteville and so it's like 50 miles separate them. It's a big rivalry, but Harrison has dominated 55-17-3. they won the last 10. I'll tell you what, though, I, I really like Mountain Home. Steve Airey, he was he was in Missouri. He was a Hall of Fame coach there for years. Came to Harrison briefly as an assistant, and then has taken over, uh, you know, at Mountain Home and had had a nice assist early from Ryan Mallett. It was his, the late Ryan Mallett was his offensive coordinator, and that kind of got some things together going a little bit have been to the quarterfinals of the playoffs every year that he's been there, but they play in that very, very tough 6A West that we'll talk at length about throughout the fall. But I like what they're doing there, and Cade Yates is a good quarterback, and probably one of the better quarterbacks you haven't heard of, all-conference player Passed over 200 yards last week and beat Nettleton. It was a 5A East power, a team that we really like. Um, is going to contend with Valley View for the championship. They beat them last year. Uh, but, it, you know, it kind of seems like Harrison kind of has their number. And, they, you know, it, I think it will be a close game. Um, maybe give Harrison a little bit of the uh, the edge here. Uh, Braden Long, 1,400 yards rushing last year. Uh, good. They're always known for the running game. I think they're, they're a little bit, you know, light in returners on defense. That's something Mountain Home could take advantage of. I see it going down to the wire. Mountain Home has a chance to to break this losing streak, but we'll see if they can finish it off. I, you know, Mountain Home is going to going to upset some people. It's just a matter, you know, who that is, and maybe maybe that's tonight.
4: Uh, Nate, I'm sitting here with some Razorback ladies, and uh, they're they're from the Rogers Mounties area. We got to know how the Rogers Mounties going to be this year. Who who, who do they play uh, tonight? Are they going to be any good this year? Rodgers, Rogers is going
0: to be good. I, I think they are good. Uh, Dane Williams is a converted um, defensive player. His dad's the defensive coordinator there, and uh, he he is he's established himself. I think Matt as one of the better quarterbacks. I'd, I'd love for you to look at a little film on him. Uh, I like him a lot. And uh, they've got a, a running back uh, by the name of Jenkins, so they've got a, a really good one-two punch there. And I we talked about you know Southside. Well, I think Rogers is that other team that could you know elevate themselves um, you know to to be to contend you know in the in the top two. So um, you know they're going to be right there. I think three, three or four, and also Southside. So uh, I I think that Chad Harbison's done an awesome job there. Um, they they play a uh, the team out of Oklahoma tonight, and that, you know, I think they're going to have a chance to win. I wouldn't be surprised if they're three and zero going into the conference. And you know, Fayetteville and Bentonville are the favorites, but wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if they give them, You know, they beat Fayetteville last year on a last second uh, field goal. JT Miller, one of the better kickers in the state, he's got some college offers, so. Uh, they are good because your, your Roger your Rogers and Razorback ladies should be excited because I think the Mounties are back uh, and and will have a have a good football season
2: here. Let's close on um, on Bentonville and Conway, um, which uh, man this this is interesting. Ben, Bentonville coming off of a shutout win uh, against Broken Arrow across the border, and this is Buck James's first game as Conway's head coach. So uh, got a lot going on there. A lot to unpack. First with Bentonville, not surprised they won last week.
0: Surprised how they won. 41 nothing. yeah, that's a, a, a good school, a good football power. Broken air on the post area. Demolished them. C.J. Brown, huge night. Razor, another Razorback commit, a guy you can be excited about, an electric receiver. Uh, he hooks up with Carter Nye, the veteran quarterback. Uh, Forms one of the better duos in the state fantastic offense. They they lose Joey Sue at the line, but still managed to have some beef up there to protect those guys. Uh they're breaking in some running backs and filling in some spots and defense. But I think they I think they fired a shot last week He we kind of said, hey, you know, we we lost the state championship game, but we are a championship contender. And it's interesting that they play Conway and Buck James. It's Buck's first game at Conway. I really feel like they can be a contender with him. I think they'll win a championship before his tenure is over. I don't know if it'll happen this year. Some people think it will. But one thing that's kind of interesting is I don't think Coach Grant Jody Grant of Benville was real happy about how Benville won the ball game or how Bryant won the ball game last year in the championship game, uh, scored a touchdown late and uh, you know Bryant wasn't real happy with some of the things that were put on social media. So I don't know if all that correlated together, but I don't think Grant was happy. So you're facing Brock James with a different team. I don't know if that has anything to do with anything, but. Uh, I know that I know that Bentonville wants to play Bryant again. I think they want to play them again. I uh, would love to play in the state championship. This is going to be a good game. Conway is a good team. They were in the semifinals the last couple of years. The cupboard's not bare, and Donovan Molo is a great quarterback. So I look for a fantastic 7-A game tonight in
5: Bentonville.
8: With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef prepared dietitian dietician-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You can save time, eat well, and stay on track with a healthy lifestyle. We are offering a special deal for you. If you head to factormeals.com slash HTL50 and use code HTL50, you can get 50% off. This September, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your options and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals that can be ready in just two minutes. No prep and no mess. Try Factor and you'll still be able to get the flavor and nutritional quality you want and need. Remember, go to factormeals.com slash HTL50 and use code HTL50 to get 50% off. That's code HTL50 at factormeals.com slash HTL50.
2: Are you in need of an attorney? Hickey & Hull Law Partners is your firm. Hickey & Hull understand the importance of client communication, meeting with you, responding to emails, and returning calls. Hickey & Hull are attorneys you can trust to guide you through a divorce or a custody case, criminal charges, or even civil lawsuit. Ready to put their seven decades of experience to work for you and get the best results. Every case is important. Hickey and Hull Law Partners strive to give each client the time and attention it deserves. Visit them at KevinHickeyLaw.com. Hickey and Hull Law Partners. Things are about to get better. And now, back to the podcast. How you doing today, Neil?
9: I'm doing good, and you give me much more credit than what I deserve. I, I have an excellent team around me that makes me look very, very, very good, and I tell people all all the time, I can only be as good as the people that are around me. And i tell you what, we've got some fantastic people uh, with Saracen helping me pull this off. Well, not helping me, helping us pull this off. Because it definitely is a group effort. Uh, uh, and then with football season and all the new stuff that we're adding, it, 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 it's a nervous time for me. But it's a very, very fun
2: time also. Mm. I know, but you do have a beautiful mind. There's no doubt. So, is there an uptick in the uh, in the action for Arkansas, Western Carolina, like in the last 24 hours? Because I imagine the next 22 hours, it it really kind of it really kind of picks up. And, and yeah, where did y'all open that game at? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we
9: opened it at thirty two, and it's up 32. to thirty five now. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think it opened up at thirty two and a half, or yeah, I think that's what it is, and and we're now at uh, thirty four and a half. So um, that's where we're at, and over and unders at sixty two. We're actually getting a lot more interest on it on the on the props that we're doing on that. Um, you know, the uh, the double R specials that we put together, and, and I'm telling you what, um, we had to put a $50 cap uh, on these props because my wrist team said I was crazy doing player props uh, for a, a SEC powerhouse team playing a SDS team, and... Uh, So we modified it a little bit, and we did the props only for the first half. Um, Just the anticipation of the game. Probably going to be a high-scoring game for Arkansas against this opponent. Of course, anything can happen. There's no guarantees in sports. But we wanted to make the uh, props for this game a little bit more equitable, so we only did them on the first half.
2: I think you might have to be creative like that for next week against Kent State. Although, ooh, ooh. well,
4: I mean, things are yeah. different when you're playing an FBS school, though. I mean, with FCS. Would there the- be a situation where yeah. you wouldn't even put it up on the board, Neil? It's like, because that's what you're kind of saying, uh, right? Like, because the spread too high?
9: Yeah, well, no, the, the spread's going to be pretty high. They will be. We'll put it odd on the game. But here. as far as the props next week, yeah, as far as the props next week on that game, looking at last night's score with Kent State, um, I'm kind of biting my fingernails. Don't know exactly what I'm going to do, um, but uh, we'll put out something but that one's going to be a tough one for us, and uh, and and we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see how it pans out after this weekend.
2: How'd flash bets go for the first week of uh, for the first few games of college football? Those uh, those proved to be pretty popular for football because I know they are for baseball.
9: Yeah, they're very popular for baseball. Um, since it is new this year, not everybody has found it yet. Um, we did have them on last Saturday for, the, uh, for all of the games. Uh, had a little glitch on the first game, got it fixed uh, midway through the first quarter, and then it was smooth sailing from there on out. Last night, um, I was playing with it a lot and was looking at the ticker of that, and people are finding it and betting it, especially in that Florida-Utah game. Uh, I guess a lot of people may have put some on Florida, and they were kind of hedging their bets and uh, and really betting heavily on some of the Utah props uh, <laughs> during that game there too. So uh, we expect to see that a lot of it on Saturday because those flash bets are really really fun. There is a lot of games with a lot of major huge point spreads this weekend, so they may not be as interesting because um, um, there's not going to be as many money line parlays this week. So the flash bets will probably take up the slack there. You
4: Neil, know, I'm always interested in, in, in future bets and uh, I know y'all do good on that and, and I don't know if you can even tell me the answer to this or not but what is, uh, who, who's a team that that somebody's maybe put some money on that they think is going to win the national title this year?
9: Yeah, it, it, I mean everybody's just putting money on Georgia, yeah, and 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 I mean because it's an SEC, not not as so much as on Michigan. I think people bet against teams more than they get bet for teams when when it gets out of the SEC on that. But it, it, it's all coming in right now on Georgia, uh, for the most part, a little bit on USC. Uh, but I mean Georgia is just dominating that market preseason
2: right now. You saw where the Big Ten is um, making mandatory injury reports kind of like the NFL Brian Kelly yep. is having his team do the same thing and 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 it's for they say for it's for gambling purposes but it's also Kelly said that it's so his players don't get pestered by people throughout the week about you know this guy's availability and that guy's availability the big Ten's right. the only league that has made this mandatory is is this going to be a, a thing we see the other leagues do too I I, I would expect so I mean U
9: S integrity has made really big inroads with conferences and they've announced a whole bunch of deals, uh, for that, for integrity monitoring. And, and that's who we use to, to, to monitor all of our bets. And, um, you know, you know, there was a little situation with the Florida Utah game, you know, the line moved right, you know, right before the injury announcement was was made. And, and, And there were some inquiries made about that. And, um, I really think that a standardized in injury reports is the way that we need to go um, for that. Now, here's another thing that, that, that U.S. Integrity has done and, and that we that we advocate is. There is actually now a national hotline that a player or a coach can call and report if anybody is harassing them, asking them for information. They can call a number and report that. And uh, we'll put a stop to, the, well, not us, but the, uh, but the regulators, will put a stop to that uh, type of activity. So um, there are resources out there for that. And the industry is getting together because the, the, the difference is, is that now that sports betting is legal and, and, and out in the open, you didn't know when this happened in the past. But now that it is, we have ways to detect it. And, and we want to protect the integrity of the game at, at all costs.
4: What, what is some of your cool props? What's, what's something you got going on? Maybe something special, uh, something kind of unique to you guys?
9: Well, uh, the prop plays for for, uh, for uh, uh, Arkansas that we've got up there under the double R prop plays, those, those are unique. Those are hard. You can't really find those anywhere else. And if you do, it's because they've cloned us, which is fine. Imitation is the highest form of flattery. But the one that, that, that I want people to really look at also are the regular season prop parlays that we have there, too. And um, I, those are making me a little nervous seeing the Kent State score because we put season props out on a lot of these players. And... Uh, uh, and if they're able to run up a bunch of numbers this weekend and next weekend, uh, you know they may be looking pretty good after two. So take a look at those season prop parlays that we have out there. There may be some extra value in there, knowing what we know a little bit more about Kent State, and and so uh, you know it, that that's one way to look at it. So I would look at those season long prop plays there. Uh, that's a great opportunity, and the NCAA uh, football specials that we've got there. We've got a couple of boosted parlays this weekend Uh, Miami, Michigan State Louisville and Stanford plus 200 probably the easiest one to hit got some long shots in there Um, and and, and a lot of things like that but the fun part of it's going to be the flashback this weekend I can't wait to see especially on the Arkansas game uh, what that
2: one looks like I know baseball's kind of carried you guys throughout the summer. Uh, and oh, yeah. It's, well, I mean, you still, me, you got the pennant races, you got the postseason, you got the postseason awards. And I see that on the, uh, on the postseason, uh, the futures uh, for all of the postseason awards in both the American and the National Leagues. Everybody's always interested with who's going to win these awards and yeah, putting money yep. on it, too.
9: Oh yeah, now now some of these things are, are, are almost a foregone conclusion, but yeah, that the, the props uh, for these awards uh, get a lot of attention this time of year. And I tell you what, as a bookmaker, I do not like the last uh, month of baseball because you know uh, uh, you know because there's a well, the lot rosters, of rosters. Uh, the rosters that, have
2: expanded. The teams are different than they were. Yeah, they're completely
9: different and, and there is a lot of meaningful games out there and then there's a lot of not meaningful games out there and maybe the, maybe the not meaningful games is where I see a lot of betters take an opportunity like betting a team like the Royals or the A's that have a terrible record, but Hey, uh, uh, you know, if, if the game's already locked up and, and for positioning in the playoffs, you know, there's there, there are some advantages there, and, and and always my stomach always turns, especially the last week of the regular season when there's non-competitive matchups because uh, there's some opportunity to uh, to you know uh, to, to make a good score there because things are a little bit different, you know, that last week. Uh, on the positive end, people trying to make the playoffs or, 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 or get. Um, uh, uh, the position in it, and, and then there's the teams that hey they they really don't have anything to play for, or they're resting their starters, getting ready for the playoffs. So those those weeks make me very very nervous.
4: Neil, golf and gambling go hand in hand. You got the Ryder Cup uh, in Rome, Italy this year. What do you got going on? You got the Ryder Cup
9: available. Yeah, we'll have the Ryder Cup available. Right now, you know, you've got the Masters, uh, the European Masters going on, too. So, yeah, but golf, yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny. As soon as this football season starts... It's a lot of the tension is all on the football and all the other sports really, really trail off. It's like last month, 70, almost 70% of all of our bets were baseball. Next month, it's going to flip around. It's going to be 70 to 80% will be football, and baseball will go down to about 20% of the bets. But we'll probably do about two to three times uh, this, uh, in September that we did in August just because of the football.
0: You're listening to the East Side Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at hitbatline.com. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent.